Sup, y'all, and welcome to Press On Sports. I'm Jack Vita. Today is going to be a very exciting episode. I have Rachel Gerhardt with me. This is the second part of my conversation with her from yesterday. In the last episode, we talked everything about sports from the past weekend. Here's our reality TV hour. Today, we're going to be talking everything about the Bachelor in Paradise finale, the new Bachelor selection, Jordan and Jenna's breakup, um, which is just truly devastating and heartbreaking, and a number of different things of that nature. We're talking Bachelor Nation. It'll be a lot of fun. So before I get to that, I just want to tell you real quick what's going to be coming up on the podcast later this week. I'm going to be doing a movie podcast with Alex Stahl a little later on, uh, actually recording that tomorrow. So that'll be out later this week, and we will be talking Like Mike, one of my favorite movies growing up. It's always fun to revisit some of the classics, some of the things I grew up on that aren't talked about a whole lot on the internet. So that'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to talking with Alex. I know a lot of people really enjoyed listening to him on the Middle podcast on ABC's hit show, The Middle, which just ended. And a lot of people really liked him. So we brought him back and it'll be a lot of fun. We'll have a lot of stuff we'll we'll have to get into with that movie. Also later this week, I will be having my friend Cody Bolin on the podcast. He hasn't been on Press On Sports, but he's been on podcasts with me in the past. And we'll probably be doing a little similar thing to what Rachel and I just did on terms of just a weekend sports recap and talk some sports. So that should be a lot of fun. Subscribe to the podcast and you will not miss out on any of these episodes. That's Press On Sports on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Now let's get to the action. Here's my conversation. This is part two of my conversation with Rachel Gerhart on everything from Bachelor Nation. All right, Rachel. We're going to be talking, now we're talking Bachelorette, Bachelor World, Bachelor Nation, Bachelor in Paradise. The role of The Bachelor has been given out. I sound like, I feel like I sound like Scott Rogowski right now <laughs> <do>. from HQ. <laughs> uh. But let's go to Paradise. So we had a Paradise uh, finale last week. This was my first ever season of watching Paradise. We had a horrible, horrible news story come out regarding The Bachelor in paradise uh winning couple i guess you could say mm-hmm. they were the last couple standing that only one well one of two that got engaged horrible heartbreak jump in wherever you want to here all right before we get into the winners and you know yes. how how those relationships are currently standing i think we should yeah. touch on two of the relationships who in my eyes should have been the last two standing oh yeah that this is good broke up in a heartbreaking way on the finale and then managed to rekindle that whole relationship on the after show. Cause that after show was one of the craziest bachelor after shows I've ever seen in my life. That was insane. But also I want to clarify one thing on that, uh, after the, well, not after the final rose, whatever the reunion show is called. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were, I heard a lot of people on social media being like, wow, Jordan and Jenna, um, faked that whole reunion show because the news about their relationship had broken earlier that morning, which we will get to in a second. All right. Hey, Bozos, that reunion show was taped last w- or two weeks right. ago. It's a week before. People are so ignorant sometimes. Like, yes, it aired that day. Rarely are you going to watch something that is filmed, edited, and aired on the same day. 
Hello. Yeah. It, and did you see live anywhere? I didn't. No, absolutely not. It's people are just ignorant sometimes with that. Some people shouldn't have social media access. All right, let's talk about Joe and Kendall. Ugh. Let's talk about that. My favorite I couple. I thought Joe. Yeah, they they were very both these these were the two most two of the three most popular uh, couples in paradise, I would say, and I think you would agree. And everyone loves grocery store Joe. I thought he handled himself very well in the initial breakup. Oh, my goodness. If I didn't already love him enough, like, he's one of my favorite people to ever go through the show, the whole Bachelor Nation process. I adore him as a human, and I think throughout his entire time in paradise, he remained cool, calm, and collective. His girlfriend was going around kissing other dudes, kind of testing the waters when he was Team Kendall the entire show. You didn't see, you know, aside from his little issue with leo when he went to go stand up for kendall and he got a drink thrown on him it really took a lot to kind of get under his skin that's what i like about him but i think when it came time for them to have that serious talk he saw the slightest little bit of doubt in her for her her feelings towards him and instead of being like all right you know what screw you i'm leaving you're the worst bye talk to me never he just said, you know what? I'm done. I'm just going to go home. You do your thing. We'll figure it out. And it was, I don't know, it was heartbreaking for me because you could tell right when yeah. he walked away, both of them were crushed. He didn't even say goodbye to any of his friends. He just kind of gave them a little finger gun to choom. I'm out of here. Um, yeah, that one was really sad for me, but I was ecstatic because the two of them were very good on social media, not giving any sort of insight that the two of them were working things out or spending time together. Yeah. He seemed like he was just alone all the time. And then right after that reunion show aired, my heart was so happy. I just love them so much. And now he's on Dancing with the Stars. Like, <laughs> what more could happen with this man? He's incredible. The thing I love about Grocery Store Joe is he did I tweeted this too. He did not choose Bachelor Nation. Bachelor Nation chose him. I think that's he, it happened for a reason. Most people go on yeah. that show trying to get some sort of status or attention after they're done with the show and he literally went on there for one reason and because he yeah. was just so himself and so funny and and natural with his presence, he became probably one of the most notorious people on the show ever universally loved universally loved exactly i think that i think it's great as we talked about he didn't go into the seeking fame he just is like ah yeah i guess i'll do this whatever <laughs> worked out great for him of course it did. so far oh i adore him he's such a good human but aside from them like what happened with kevin and astrid was even worse for me almost yeah that was hard to watch because they were hands down the entire season the strongest couple there and you you just watching it you're like yep these two are gonna end up married they seem very comfortable and mature with their relationship and i think that what happened with kevin kind of getting cold feet and backing out on the last day was the most unexpected thing to happen all season that was unreal i'm shocked that astrid held her composure as well as she did she basically yeah. just got up and walked away, maybe choked up a little bit, but Kevin was crushed, and that was heartbreaking. And then after watching the reunion show, you finally learn, like, yeah, I, I literally had, like, an anxiety attack. Like, it was beyond just what was shown on cameras. Like, I literally was in such a tough mental space. Like, it's a mental state. 
because I have this weird PTSD with the fantasy suites. And at the end of the day, you kind of got to understand that. It's like your whole relationship is filmed on TV. You really don't get too many candid, quiet moments with one another. It's always, you always are probably wondering if it's a facade, but I appreciate, I appreciated his honesty with her and I, I appreciated him not jumping into it, but I was extremely frustrated. And then after, you know, finishing up the reunion show, it was just, it was so sweet. And now they're all over social media with hanging out with each other all the time. And I adore them. Yeah, I thought Kevin was very real. Mm-hmm. He mentioned having to go to therapy. He also had to see his ex get proposed to right in front of him. Like, of course he was going through a rough time. He wasn't being a jerk. And it's good to see that it's worked out for them. Yeah, I mean, and I think that that was kind of... That is the sort of... Those are the sort of issues that when you're in a real relationship, one that's not filmed on TV, you hit those roadblocks. You have issues like that where somebody has a little freak out or a panic attack or isn't handling a certain situation ideally, and you work through it. And that just shows, like, yeah, they had a great relationship on TV. They had a very sad breakup on TV. They went out of their way to fix it by themselves off screen in their own personal lives and were able to come back to the reunion show kiss and and make up i just i think that it was great i think that he's an awesome human and he's extremely involved and in charity and i don't know i thought that those two couples joe and kendall kevin and astrid were top of the line probably top paradise couples ever for me and i can guarantee oh that's a lot to say i guarantee they they get married whoa both of them bold picks here yeah i don't know i just feel like at that age when you have something like that happen to you and even after you you're put through all that on television and you still go out of your way to to make up and make things right because at the end of the day they all still wanted to be with one another that just says a lot about where they stand and it's not the most ideal relationship to live with somebody your first six weeks and then after that not be with one another i don't know it was just a really it was that last the last two episodes were really out there yeah i felt like paradise i don't know maybe it's different but i wasn't as into it at least this season were you how would you compare this season to other seasons i think that this season was different in that well first off there was just so much drama right from day one like immediately with colton and tia drama boom and then just all the the weird assumptions the things that happen with like camille and and shoshana being a witch and stuff like come on i get you're trying to make good tv but this is just unreal i in terms of previous seasons i think that this probably was my favorite just because i really liked the cast the people that were on there i think that ari and becca did really have some great characters on their season so Seeing them in a new environment was nice, but I just didn't like, I mean, obviously there's going to be drama, but I didn't like the extent of it. I didn't like how every episode revolved around some sort of new, huge, annoying drama story. Just, you guys are there to just make out and have fun all summer. Like, my goodness, just do that. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I think I would like about the show a little more 
is that they don't really do anything. And now maybe you like that, but I think the group dates on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette are so silly and so funny. And I really enjoy watching them like play a stupid game where they have to get dressed up. Like I think it'd be cool if they did something like that. It seems like they just kind of use the whole budget on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. And it's like, okay, here's a nice resort. Here's some cameras. That's it. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, if I was in that position and I was stuck on an island for six weeks with only, you know, a couple layout beds and a full bar, I mean, I would at least need like, give me like a volleyball court or something. Let's have like yeah. a volleyball tournament. Let's play bags. Let's do something. My God. And if they would have done that, yeah, it would have been more entertaining to watch them get all boozed up and then go play a game of volleyball <laughs> or, or try to do something aside from just laying around complaining all day. I agree completely with that, yeah. Yeah, and I actually differ from you in that I didn't love the cast, at least not how it turned out. Coming in, I'm like, this is a great cast. This is really cool. Mm -hmm. But I thought we lost a lot of interesting characters along the way. And one of the things that's weird about Paradise is how like one person can totally affect a season. So, for instance, uh, Kenny chooses Annalise over... Bibiana, which I think we all would have loved to have Bibiana on the show longer. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. She's so, like, everybody in the, the Bachelor world, guys and girls, they love her. She is such an awesome person. Kenny and Bibbs would have been great. And then, look, Annalise ends up with Camille, who breaks up with her on live television. Yeah. It was just, that's embarrassing for her. I thought that, I don't know, I didn't really like her to begin with. She kind of really hopped around all over the place. Yeah. I thought that Ben Mojan was, that was a really funny situation for me. I don't know why I really just got, I thought it was hysterical, the amount of girls he actually got with. Oh my gosh, I have a real bone to pick with Ben Mojan. Why? I just don't, I didn't find him interesting, and I really don't like his character. I think at first I'm like, oh, he just seems like a nice, innocent guy, and maybe it's funny, maybe it isn't. I just got sick of watching him go on these dates and then, like, act like, oh, I'm just this innocent little nerd. I would never hurt a girl or do anything like that. And he was just breaking hearts left and right. Oh, yeah. I mean, for me, it wasn't like I liked him as a person because I didn't. Yeah. I thought that he was pretty boring and really didn't have too many great characteristics. Like, we get it. You mentioned every single episode that you're a programmer. Like, yeah, yeah, we get it, John. I think He's not the, humble either. No, he is not. Not at all. We all get it. You created Venmo. Congratulations. I'm sure you're making a lot of money. But your social skills are very subpar. And the only reason why he was was making all these, you know, so-called connections and getting with all these girls is because all the girls were like, well, shoot, I need a rose. Yeah. Who's the yeah. easiest person that I can go manipulate and get a rose from? Oh, John, of course. So that's what was happening. And that's why he stayed so long, I think, at least. See, that's where I think someone affects the outcome. So, for instance, Chelsea picks John. She gives a rose to John, and it's like, oh, great, here we go. We're going to go through this again. Whereas someone like, I don't know, a Connor, a David, or a Benoit, I think is a lot more interesting than John. I was so sad that they brought Connor in when he did, and he just got the short end of the stick because yeah. I really liked Connor. It yeah, sucked. I like him too. Yeah, I don't know. I think that if they would have, if he, if they would have brought Connor in on day one, I think that that would have changed the entire way that the show would have went. Because Crystal was yeah. showing interest in him. And he he was basically just there for a couple of hours before he got sent home. 
<laughs> I don't know. It was embarrassing. When they sent Tia home for me, that kind of, I mean, I know she did a lot of crying this season, but I really yeah. liked her. Even still after everything, like, I still do really like her probably even more for being able to handle um, the situation that she's in now so well. Yeah. Also, I want to say one more thing just real quick on this chain of people like leaving boring people around. So then Kenny doesn't, he uh, picks Annalise. So then Annalise keeps Camille around. And it's just like, I feel like we keep getting these strings of unlikable people. Meanwhile, like a lot of our favorites, like a Connor or a, even if you love him or hate him, like David's bringing some kind of drama with Jordan. And I enjoy that kind of stuff. Like I enjoy some of the drama. I mean, like the whole witch thing was so it was like so dumb yeah it was just so manufactured but yeah what do you think i don't know i think that i agree completely i I almost wish that they did it differently instead of like always bringing in new people each week i wish they had like a different system of going about that so people wouldn't get so screwed over so easily yeah um but then you think about uh like eric eric was dating um angela i think that's what her name was yeah and that was a great relationship. Boom, out of nowhere, Eric dumps her. She goes home. Then he has a little mental breakdown. He leaves, and now she's with Clay Harbor. It's just so wild <laughs> to me. I mean, I like Clay, and I think that that they're a good couple, but it's it, it's just like a chain reaction. And I feel like people in that bachelor world always end up with people in that same <laughs> world. Yeah, because it's a dating world that they can relate to that a lot of other people can't understand. Yeah. I mean, I think it takes a certain kind of person to get themselves on that show to begin with, so I'm sure they can relate a lot more. (laughs) Yeah, the whole thing with Eric was weird because she kept being like, our relationship was so strong. Meanwhile, like, we only saw it for, like, that one One date, date? which was in the same episode. So, like, we don't know if they were actually that strong. Yeah, I really don't think that they were. I felt like it was kind of forced. And of course, yeah, like, the I felt like one she was date, manipulating the story. Yeah, the one date that they had was like extremely like romantic and like yeah. <laughs> sexual with everything. I don't know why. Like, why couldn't you guys just give them like a horseback riding date or like go yeah. do something else besides from just giving them robes and telling them to hang out in the suite all night and drink champagne <laughs> and have a bubble bath and, and cheese. Well, Move yeah, with like, the cheese. My God. Oh, I used. I loved all the goofy little analogies that they did with that dang cheese thought it was so funny that was so So, funny so uh what kind of cheese would you be (laughs) (laughs) i think i would be gouda what about you gouda uh i think i'd be like a sharp cheddar oh i could see it yeah it's i don't know if it's gouda or gouda i was just gouda cheese out there for sure (laughs) (laughs) so okay yeah i think the reason they keep bringing people in is because, and this is another thing that may be a flaw of the show, and same thing with The Bachelor, Bachelorette, they kind of tell you everything that's going to happen with the previews. Mm-hmm. So they keep doing those previews that way you're like, oh, I got to wait till Connor comes in, like because I like Connor, and things like that. Yeah, I agree, and I'm sure it's refreshing for them on the beach to the people who are there for the yeah. entire six-week period to have new people come and, you know, some people who were kind of starting drama or being annoying kind of leave, but, like, Leo being there, he had, we really, I don't think, had any business being there and just really was annoying the entire process. I didn't like yeah. how he hand, like handled anything, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then, just like how 
the chain reaction of like how one couple would break up and then that would just start so much drama and then all the other couples would start panicking and breaking up like I don't think that that really happens in real life at all. Yeah. Like, my best friends could break up with their boyfriend, and that's not going to affect me in any way. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, do you want to talk about Jordan and Jenna now? Let's get into it. You want to provide a quick summary to the listeners of what happened? All right, yeah. So basically, Jordan and Jenna, who I really loved the entire season. I liked Jordan a lot, and I thought that Jenna complimented him in every way. I thought that she was an extremely likable girl who, you know, had a lot of charisma and, you know, she had a a great smile that made anybody else smile. Um, But the entire season, she was constantly making remarks about being nervous and anxious, all that. So in their final date, they have an engagement photo shoot. And I think that that kind of made it real for them. And in the final episode, Jenna makes a comment something along the lines of I've waited my whole life for God to grant me with, you know, a man that I deserve and and God gave me you. So I really believe that, you know, I'd be heartbroken if Jordan didn't propose. Jordan ends up proposing. They're excited. They're happy. The reunion show airs. They're still engaged. Everything's all good. The following day, reality Steve gets a tip from an anonymous person providing him with a chain of emails and a text message from Jenna that basically was a message Jenna was sending to um, supposedly another man saying, you know, I, I don't I don't even like Jordan, let alone love him. Like, I know you're upset from watching the, the episodes this week, but I promise you, um, basically... If you want me to break up with Jordan, I could break up with him and I could even flip it to make it seem like it's his fault and make America hate him. Like, I just love you so much and all I need is your love. And I was only using Jordan to help promote my business. Jordan went and did. um, Both of them made statements, by the way, on their Instagrams. Jordan just stating that he is removing himself from the relationship and taking some time to work on himself and figure out what to do next with this. Jenna makes a post stating that it's all a lie and that she's hiring a lawyer to help figure it out. And then Jordan does a 45-minute long podcast with with uh, Reality Steve. Did you listen to that? I did, yeah. It felt like the same thing, like, times 10. Like, they just kept saying the same thing for, like, a full over 45 over minutes. Over and over I agree. Like, Steve really pressed that they're sure this is her and they're sure that this is real. Like, we get it. You've said it 10 times. Jordan, you're shook. You're heartbroken. You don't know what to do. You can't believe it. We get it. That could have been a 10-minute long podcast. Yeah, exactly. Well, then um, one or two days ago, Jenna posts another post saying, you know, stand by. You're going to have the truth soon. We're in the works of this. Jordan, I love you. We're going to figure it out. I'm going to make everybody see the truth and and reveal the awful person who is doing this to us and, you know, to any any other people in the world who like to ruin relationships and and make up lies to bring down the well-being of another person. Like, this is for you. We're going to get justice and you're going to get what's coming to you, blah, blah, blah. Like, I also saw a clip of Jenna after the reunion show where she was getting interviewed and made the comment saying like, yep, always got to make sure my men are happy. 
And then she she corrected herself immediately and said, man, my one man, my one man. And just looked extremely shady. There's definitely something going on, I truly believe, um, that she was just playing both of the guys. One of them who, the guy who supposedly sent in the emails and the text is, according to Steve, a sugar daddy who's been helping fund her business. And then um, Jordan was just there to help, you know, boost her popularity as well I think it's all weird I feel bad for Jordan I really did like Jenna and I mean I guess I still do a little bit but not really if she can find a way to vindicate herself I'm sure that my feelings will change but she's just looking very shady and all of this and even if that text message was fake I think that her nervousness and the weird comments that she kind of was dropping all season kind of hinted that maybe she wasn't all in I don't know. It's all very weird to me. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel terrible for Jordan. I really liked him. And it's really interesting how he transformed his image from a lot of people saw him as the villain. I didn't really find him in this in Becca's season. However, he is now one of the most beloved characters in recent memory of the franchise. I think that a lot of people just strongly disliked him because he has a very um, strong personality. He's constantly, he never once, I don't think, has ever not been true to who he was and who he is just so happens to be like a little bit cocky. Well, you know what? There's tons of athletes out there who have that same persona. He's a model. He needs to have that confidence. I found it funny. I never once thought he was ignorant. He seems mildly educated at least like he always can stand up for himself and has a reason for the things that he does I don't think by any means he deserved this I don't think that anybody deserves it and it's sad and I think that at the end of the day it almost him having this happen has almost made more people love him yeah it's like it's really interesting because I heard an interview which I may have mentioned on the last episode that you and I did together that Chris Harrison was saying a lot of the times the bachelor is picked as the person who's had their heart broken most recently. And I know a lot of people would like to see ABC pull an Ari and drop Colton and bring in Jordan because so many people are behind Jordan. He's such an outstanding character. Would you mind seeing that happen? I don't... God, this is a tough spot. (laughs) It won't happen, but it'd be fun. It's fun to talk about. I know. I think that Jordan would be a more entertaining bachelor. I think that the women that Jordan goes for would be, like, a harder selection. Like, I think that on night one, he would probably know who his top two are already. Yeah. (laughs) And then just kind of have everybody else float along. I think that... I mean, I've got mixed feelings on Colton being the Bachelor. I'm happy for him, and I really do adore him. Like, anybody who listened to the last episode, <laughs> you know that I love Colton. But it's just tough when, they're, when you know, he got the opportunity on The Bachelorette, and he got the opportunity on Paradise. And some people kind of see this as just him trying to get TV time. I don't, th- I don't know. He seems like a good person. He's strongly involved in charity and doing, you know, service work, and that's admirable. And I, I love him as a human, and I think he's going to be a entertaining bachelor. And I'm confident that he probably will find a wife at the end of it. Whoa, but I, I don't know if I agree on that last part. You don't, you don't think he will? No. I think if he has that big of a selection, like he went into Becca's season 
knowing that it was just Becca at the end. And he went into paradise basically forced to just try things out with Tia, and then if that didn't work, go. So now he's going to be in this position where he'll have, you know, 30 women that he can basically take the pick from. And if if you can't figure, if you can't find one in 30 <laughs> people who are, like, obviously more good-looking than the average selection, and I think that he would have an issue. But I don't know. I, I feel... I do feel confident because you can see that he's lovable. You can see that he tries, but I think that he just has come up short the last couple times. I, for me, Tia was the girl for him. I don't know. I will never understand that. He must have had his own issues. He was overwhelmed or stressed or felt forced, but I did really like him and Tia together. So it's a tough spot. I guess I think Jordan is more deserving of the role, but I think that Colton will utilize the opportunity more see i don't think i don't think he's gonna find like i feel like he's has the makings of a bachelor who picks someone and then six months later is broken up with them (laughs) i mean i don't know when you say things like that i get wishy-washy because i could see both sides yeah my heart's telling me that i think he will find it out at the end of the day but you're right like i feel like in majority of cases that's exactly what happens in in these shows you know Meanwhile, I know you were big time advocating for Blake last time. He's yep. someone that I think would get married. Yep. I'm a little bent about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all he's really doing now is just living it up like a normal dude, promoting Bumble and stuff on the <laughs> internet. So <laughs> I feel bad for him. And even Jason, like, those are two great guys who would have really been awesome bachelors. And I'm not saying that Colin's not because I love Colin. I think he's great. I just think that there was at least two other people who would have been a little bit more deserving. And I, I did read a statement from Blake that said, you know, thank you bachelor nation for all of your support. You know, I love you guys. And I loved the opportunities that I had at the end of the day. I just really wasn't willing to change who I am as a person to fit a character on a show. So I don't know if that means that ABC just felt like Colton's story, being a pro, uh, ex-pro athlete, all that good stuff, was just a better storyline for them, or if they wanted Blake to, you know, try to be somebody he's not for better television. It kind of seems like maybe that's what the deciding factor came down to because of that statement he released. But I can't say I'd be surprised. Like they have to have somebody that's got some sort of unique uniqueness to who they are i mean everybody's unique but some sort of story that makes them memorable and for colton that's just his virginity thing like who even knows if that's true whatever well let's not get into that (laughs) i'm not i'm not but who knows i mean we all got to see what happened to blake and that was extremely sad for me that was a lot more sad than what happened to colton but whatever if i could make the choices it'd be different I've done a 180 on Ben Higgins as a bachelor since the last time we talked. Why? I started listening to his podcast. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Have you ever listened to that? Yeah. Yeah. Very, I mean, I've listened, very good. I only listened to two episodes, but he's a really good guy. He's great. He was. Here's the one thing I would say. Now, obviously, he wouldn't have been my first, second, third, fourth pick. I would have picked him over Colton, but that's because... The thing with Ben Higgins that you have is he's the last likable bachelor that you had. And yep. If you want to return it back to that, I mean, he's a safe pick to do that. Exactly. And at the end of the day, 
it was so obvious to everybody in America, aside from him, that he made the wrong choice. You should have picked JoJo, Ben. <laughs> you messed up. JoJo's you should have picked JoJo. She's the best bachelorette to ever live. She's fantastic, and she's a great human. He screwed up. He could have had JoJo. He ended up picking Lauren. Whatever happens, you messed up, and now you're living with that. He is super likable, though, and he's intelligent and has a good insight on a lot of topics aside from just Bachelor Nation. But, yeah, I agree. He would have been a safe pick, and he probably would have been more entertaining than Colton. Yeah, and the the other thing about Colton is I just don't know if he knows who he's supposed to be on camera. Yeah. Because he should be the all-American great guy, but then there are some of these other moments where he's kind of bullying Jordan and it was just, it didn't seem like him. And did you ever listen to his interview on Ben Higgins' podcast? No. So it was very interesting. It was right after the Mentel All. Would you agree with me that I don't think he handled himself the best at the Mentel All? Colton? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And yeah. Ben Higgins is such an awesome guy. And he kept defending Colton. And he was trying to set Colton up for like, tell you, just admit like you made a mistake. He wasn't saying that. He was just saying, Colton, that wasn't the guy I know when I saw you on there. Because we're both from Denver. I know you're mm-hmm. a great guy. You don't act like that. So what happened? And then the way he responded to that was he's like, oh, no, that's my other side of me. Which is like, no, don't say that, Oh, Colton. great. Great. <laughs> it's just like. That's what everybody would love to know is that you got this angry side. I mean, sure, most people do have an angry side to them. But you don't want to show that to yeah. America. You kind of keep that behind closed doors. So I don't know. I'm a little nervous for him because I know a lot of people are already not a fan of him. I like Colton. I think he's a good guy. I would mm-hmm. love to. If he ever wants to come on the podcast and talk with us, that would be great. <laughs> I know he's a big time listener. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was born in Indianapolis. so Yeah. And he was brought up in Illinois. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Best of both worlds. He should, but yeah. a so girl can dream. <laughs> hopefully he represents the Midwest, right? Yeah. <laughs> And proves us wrong, at least proves me wrong, and is a great bachelor. I, I, I can see where you're coming from. I just think that it kind of sucks that there are so many people on social media who aren't happy and are never going to be happy about the selection, no matter how awesome he is. Exactly. I mean, the guy has shown basically every emotion that he's got on TV. You've seen him mad. You've seen him crying hysterically. You've seen him heartbroken. You've seen him overjoyed and in love. And... I feel like, all right, so now when you come on as The Bachelor, are you going to show us a new side? Are you going to be the real you? Are you going to be the TV version of you? Like, what are we going to see? So, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously going to watch. I'm, I'm going to try to not look up Reality Steve's, uh, <laughs> but I'm tr- going to try to not look into Reality Steve's spoilers because that happened to me this year and see who won early. I would like to know and just watch it and kind of hope that, he doesn't screw anything up, but can't say I'm disappointed, but can't say I'm ecstatic about yeah. that. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I just think mm-hmm. that there are a lot of great options out there. And now that seeing Jordan's on the board, I'm like, man, he would be so entertaining. And ultimately, exactly. ultimately, the thing I want in a Bachelor or a TV character is just the entertaining factor. Because it's at the end exactly. of the day, a TV show. I mean, Colton showed like a, a little bit of humor, I guess, on Paradise, but... 
Jordan literally is a character. Yeah. Like, it's unreal. There, I've never seen a person on television like him with that same persona. The only person who was kind of comparable, I guess, was kind of like Chad, but he wasn't as pompous as Chad <laughs> or rude. Like, I don't know. I agree. I think that, I don't know. It would have been Blake, Jason, Jordan, and then Colton. Yeah, and I, I would toss Ben Higgins in there. I know you wouldn't, but... I know, I'd put him after Colton, but... Ugh, what and a tough spot. If Grocery Store Joe, when I saw him get heartbroken, I was like, oh my gosh, is there any way we can make this guy The Bachelor? Because he would be perfect. Oh my god, I know I was thinking that. And honestly, like, maybe three weeks ago, he was in one of my dreams. <laughs> and then, I know, I know, that is just so whack. It was just almost embarrassing, I'm <laughs> um, saying on a podcast, but I, he was in one of my dreams... <laughs> And I woke up the next morning and I was like, my God, I love this dude. Like, I just wish he was my boyfriend. Like, I'm <laughs> Kendall. Uh, he's great. Uh, he is so lovable. Yeah. So, I mean, there are a lot of great options. Do you have any other thoughts on Paradise as a whole? Other things we didn't cover? Things you liked, yeah. things you didn't like? We didn't cover anything on Crystal and Chris. And oh, I'm going to yeah. keep it short and sweet. <laughs> The two of them ended up getting married at the end, and I think that they're perfect for each other. And I think that they should just live their own lives together alone on an island away from America where we don't have to keep up with their drama or anything, and they can just live happily ever after the two of them. Happy that they found each other. Happy that she... I mean, she is a piece of work herself, but I'm happy that she kind of got into Chris's head a little bit. Boom, they end up happy married at the end fairy tale for them i hope kind it works a, out i hope me it. too i do too and everybody from the first podcast would know like i really did not like him at all <laughs> yes yeah, i still kind of have mixed feelings towards him but i don't i don't hate him anymore yeah like, I, think I think he's, he's i think he's tolerable now yeah he is she she literally told him straight up like cut the crap stop acting like somebody you're not be yourself and everyone will like you more and look at that boom it happened and that's all he needed to find the woman of his dreams <laughs> Yeah, and they both they both have had like rough upbringings and difficult yep. things they've gone through, and so I, I like the uh, the figurative marriage of the two of them of what they bring to each other, leveling each other out. As much as I like the actual marriage with them, yep, Just couldn't have said it better. <laughs> yeah, the other thing is it's really interesting. I've heard a lot of people like we look at Chris and we're like, man, that guy is we don't like him. He, especially at the early on, mm-hmm. everyone who went on the show seems to like him, at least Paradise. I heard that he was not well-liked on The Bachelorette, but everyone who seems to have gone to Paradise with him seems to get along with him. I saw that, too. And, I mean, there must have just been another side that we didn't get to see, and the cameras just kind of took advantage of, you know, his bad moments. But th- he definitely grew on me, and so did Crystal. <laughs> Like, I really didn't like her too much on Ari season, and she kind of grew on me a little bit. But they're good for each other, and I'm excited to see how excited she is to be Mrs. Goose. Like, come on. Okay. They're just so tacky and weird. I don't, they're just weird. They tried so hard to make the goose a thing. I don't think the goose is a thing. Do you think the goose is a thing? <laughs> no, but shoot, if I was on a TV show and everybody in America started calling me Goose, you bet your butt I'd be living that nickname till the grave. <laughs> well, I don't think people call him Goose. I think he calls himself Goose. <laughs> oh, God. I guess I never really caught on to that. 
no one really did call him that, aside from him and Chris Crystal. Harrison. Yeah, and then he Chris he gave Crystal a goose made out of crystals. <laughs> I don't know. That was kind of cute. I think Chris Harrison liked it because then no one was going to lump him in with the other Chris. It, there was no confusion between the two. Right. Oh, that was just so sad that Jordan and Jenna asked Chris Harrison to officiate their yeah. wedding, and then this happens. So you had this whole thing ruined for you before you watched it in terms of you read Reality Steve before you watched the finale. Mm-hmm. Did, was it hard for you to watch through all of that? <sighs> No, because I I found out like two or three days before the finale, like who was ending up getting married. So I w- it was it left me on the edge of my seat, thinking like, all right, so what the heck happens to Joe and Kendall and Kevin and Astrid? Like, what is this? So it was exciting in that aspect, and I mean, really, the whole engagement part was only like the first ten or fifteen minutes of the episode. The rest was kind of just the after show drama. So it kind of defeated that the excitement you get from seeing somebody win and not knowing if they're going to be proposed to or not. But yeah, I don't know. Kind of was a dud for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I feel like if I had read that, I would not have wanted to watch the finale. Yeah. I kind of didn't. You had to for the podcast. You pushed through it. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. It's a, (laughs) it's a sacrifice I make. And just like that, no bachelor stuff, nothing for four months. (sighs) What the heck? <laughs> We're going to have to find a new show to talk about. Oh, yeah. You should maybe you could start watching Survivor again. Is this is the season still going on? Do I have time to catch up? It hasn't started yet. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. So, um what what shows are you looking forward to this fall? Well, right now, well, it's it's really my show year-round basically. I watch a lot of The Challenge, which is like a a show that kind of takes all the stars from the real world and makes them do like extremely challenging tasks and physical competitions. I love it. I wish I was on that show. <laughs> I watch, um, I just finished up watching world of dance. It sounds a little whack, but it was the best dance show I have ever seen in my entire life. Ooh. It was insane. America's got talent is going on still. And I've been following that and I got my girl Courtney, who I'm pulling for to win it all. And then American Horror Story just started up last week, and I'm excited for that. What about you? Any any shows that you're currently watching or looking forward to? Cool. Yeah, I, I like the list there. A lot of uh, you forgot to mention Grocery Store Joe on Dancing with the Stars. Oh my God, Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, I will be watching that every week until he wins. <laughs> yeah, I don't normally <laughs> watch that. I haven't watched that in years. But time to tune back in. Yeah, that's a big get. I think that's a great idea if you're doing a somewhat of a competition reality show to grab people from other parts of your network in terms of reality mm-hmm. TV. Because you have how many eyeballs? Like nine, nine million sets of eyeballs watching each week of The Bachelorette. Something of that nature. High number. And you think maybe you're maybe like a quarter of them decide they want to watch their favorite on Dancing with the Stars who don't watch it regularly. Mm -hmm. That's a good get. Oh, yeah. Ratings are bound to go up. You're going to be getting people from the sports world watching their favorite, you know, ex-athlete on there, movie stars, or the movie world watching their favorite movie star on there, reality stars, or reality, you know, reality TV viewers watching. There is a lot of eyes on that show. Yeah. And I also haven't watched it in 
a very long time. So I don't know. I'm excited to get back. Did into you it. watch David Ross on? That's there? the last time I watched. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy. I watched when it was new and Jerry Rice won. That's when I watched. Oh God, David Ross. He was amazing. I love that human. I did see the clips on YouTube, but he's a guy who, if he didn't come to the Cubs, he would not be doing the stuff he's doing right now. Oh, absolutely not. And no I, one would know who he is. I'm such a David Ross fan. I can. I would almost sit here and argue. I don't know if that World Series would be there had it be not for Rossi. Yeah, definitely. He was he was incredible, and he was just such yeah. a. I don't know. <laughs> I could get into it a, a whole story another day, but. He was incredible for me. He was a, a hoot on and off the field. I met him at the Cubs convention. He was a great guy. Yeah, he's great when he's doing the games on ESPN. I wish he had the Sunday night gig. Yeah, me too. So I will be watching Survivor, which comes back, I believe, next week. And then I, I miss Celebrity Apprentice. I love that show. That was, show was so funny. Um and Last Man Standing with Tim Allen is coming back on Fox. I'm pumped. Oh, yeah, you love Tim Allen. Yeah, gotta love Tim <laughs> Allen. I watched through it this whole summer. I'm about, I have like three episodes left. I'd never seen it before this summer. Uh, I had some family members recommend it to me. Me and my sister watched through it together. We loved it. And we're hyped up for it to come back. Yeah, that's exciting. You've got a, a pretty broad range of different shows there, too. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, exciting times ahead. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a fun time of year. There'll be plenty to podcast on, and if you don't end up watching Survivor, you'll still be welcome back. You can you can come on whenever you want. Of course, I would love that. <laughs> Great. Okay. So, uh, lastly, is there anything you want to try to promote on here? Social media, or you want to stay anonymous? I'll stay anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's cool with me. All right. Well, you knocked it out of the park on your return to the podcast. Uh, we just did two episodes, so you're becoming a pro very quickly. Thank you. I love coming back on this. Yeah. Well, I will talk to you again soon, and this was a lot of fun. Thanks, Jack. Of course. Always is, and looking forward to the next one. Yeah, for sure. So that was a lot of fun. I always enjoy talking reality TV with people who can keep up with me because not everyone can. It was a lot of fun. She's a great guest. She's joined me before. Hopefully we'll have her on later on this fall or and definitely most certainly at the very least I will have her on in January for the Bachelor premiere. It'll be a lot of fun. If you would like to get in touch with me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at the Jack Vita. It's a new Twitter handle that I just made. I love interacting with people. I love getting reactions to what people think about the show. Tell us what you think of what Colton will be as a bachelor. Is there someone else you would have liked to see? Let me know. Tweet me at the Jack Vita. I'm very responsive and I love interacting with folks. Subscribe to the podcast and you will never miss an episode. You'll always be aware whenever there's fresh content available. As I mentioned before, there sure will be a lot of fresh content coming out later this week. So you will not want to miss that. Subscribe to the podcast and you'll be in the loop about everything. All right, everyone. That's it for today's podcast. I had a lot of fun. Thanks to the guest, Rachel. A lot of fun. Um, Thank you all for listening. Bring in the Dancing Lobsters.